Hey guys, this is Justin. Just a quick note before getting into this episode. The recording you're about to listen to is actually from not this most recent episode of The Mandalorian and the two final episodes of The Bad Batch, but rather the week before. Corey and I have been traveling. We get to play Star Wars Jedi Survivor. So we'll be covering everything new this coming Thursday. Sorry for the confusion for those of you who are expecting the most recent episodes, but you'll get them soon. Plus episode six of The Mandalorian season three as well. Anyway, let's roll it. Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Tapcalf Transmissions, the only Star Wars podcast that has such bad cold opens that they need to do it multiple times per show. I am Corey, joined as always by Mr. Justin Eckhart's Ladder. How are you doing today, Justin? Quite well, quite well. No, not too many complaints. Glad to be back. Not too many, so some complaints, though. Some complaints, but, you know, there's always, there's always going to be something, right? No, not necessarily. But uh, I, guess not, I guess you don't have that Karen jeans like I do. Those Karen <laughs> jeans. Can always if find if I complain, then everyone will leave me. <laughs> today's, today's show, we're going to be talking about some Mandalorian mostly. We're going to be talking a bit about uh, the convert, but mostly about the foundlings of the last two episodes, focusing on the one that mm. just aired a day and a half ago. Uh, we'll also maybe talk a little bit about the Bad Batch with the what's it called tipping point i think that was the name of the episode yep. tipping, tipping point, point was the most recent one because we are one week away or under a week away from the finale of the bad batch season two I and know. we're at the halfway point for the mandalorian already so how are you feeling about that um i don't know honestly i feel like the mandalorian hasn't done too much yet like in terms of really i kind of thought like the season would be more kind of in between season um, but I'm surprised we haven't gotten like the really big hook yet other than the mythosaur. I think that's a pretty big hook and like there's, there's been stuff going yeah. on. Like if you look at the episodes one through four of, uh, the prior season, what was episode four in season two? Was that the heiress? That's true. Yeah, that is true. I think episode four was the heiress. Yeah. Cause it was the opening, the, or no, it was episode three, the heiress. Cause it was the opening, Frog Lady Part 1, then they arrive. That's the heiress, right? Yeah. So maybe it, maybe it was Episode 3, but... I mean... Yeah, because Episode 4 was... Uh, yeah, the Marshal, the Pastor, the Heiress, and the Siege. Uh, which one was the Siege? I don't that was the one back one. on Navarro. Where they oh. go and find the Snokes in the can. Oh, right, the other Carl Weathers episode. Yeah, and that's yeah. why I was assuming that, like, we've seen in the trailers that mm. there is another Navarro episode coming up, and with Carl Weathers uh, directing that and knowing that, or directing yeah. this episode and knowing that there's a Navarro episode coming up, I just figured it'd be another uh, mm. another episode for Navarro. The man likes to direct but... himself. <laughs> He's like, okay, can we get Carl to move a little closer to the camera? He's like, yep. He responds to himself in a slightly different voice. He's like, yeah, I could probably do that. Didn't he direct another Mandalorian episode? I feel like he directed one in... I feel like he directed one in season one, but I'm not sure. I feel Uh, like the other one... Just the two, just the the Siege and the family. Yeah. Well, there we go. I guess I don't know anything. Thanks for pointing that out. No problem. He was also nominated for a primetime Emmy for Best Guest Actor. Yeah, he deserves it. Very he nice man. Played, he also played in the CFL. He's just so wholesome. I don't know if you ever see his yeah. his tweets pop up 
I do. <laughs> He'll drop the biggest spoiler in the world. Just hashtag with BPs like, oh, Carl. Yeah. Carl. Yeah. Good yeah. luck, Carl. It's like, it's like 30, 30 minutes after the episode comes out. Like before most people even get to the end because it's like a 55 minute long episode and he's like BPing Mark Hamill. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, he, he gave out the, the title of this episode a few days ago as well before. Because usually that's not announced until like you see it on your screen. But mm-hmm. uh, he was he was dropping the foundling uh, on what was that like Friday or Saturday? Yeah, it was like Friday. Yeah. Then and he like, did it again this week, saying, "Can't wait for you to see next week's episode." Grogu behuds the armor. <laughs> it's like it's like what are they gonna do? Like, are they gonna get rid of him? No, no. he's seventy five. Like he's like he, he clearly. I'm, I doubt he needs the money. He's doing it for fun. He's he's also mad. He still looks jacked. Like he still looks ripped. Mm-hmm. He's definitely on those. He's definitely on some uh, some testosterone. Like you, you think John Favreau is going to stand up to to uh, undrafted middle linebacker from the Oakland Raiders? No. <laughs> well, before we get too deep into Carl Weathers and the Mandalorian, is there anything else we should talk about? Any news stuff? Or maybe we do that. We do a little detour into the Bad Batch and then jump into the mandalorian for the rest of the episode yeah any news um nothing like concrete it's just the same like oh oh yeah show's not happening show is out. i think we should just wait and hold off until um we get uh star wars celebration because i don't know what's happening no one seems to know um so yeah yeah there's been like six different movie related rumors coming out in the last week Yep. Then, yeah. So. Uh, oh, Michael Reeves did. Michael Reeves yes, sadly died. I, I had that marked down. Uh, we've read, I think, only two of his. We read, he did MedStar. Did yep. he do one or just both? I can't remember. I th- think he did both. Was one of them like a, a joint venture? I think so. He at least so. did one, but. Either way, we really like those books. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't know he was sick. Apparently, he had uh, he had Parkinson's disease, so. Rest bad. in peace, Michael Reeves. Yeah, I heard he's a really nice guy from a lot of people who post their stories when he passed away. So, yes, rest in peace. And if you if you did have any experiences uh, with him, let us know in an email. That would be nice to share next time. And we just to be clear, we authors don't have to get an an S rating on the podcast for us to say something nice if they die. But at least a B, though. <laughs> I don't know if we've held up that rule in the past. Uh yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, maybe not. Because what's his name for Dark Empire? We like Dark Empire one. He's lucky. Jeez. Yeah, that. <laughs> I'm just that at I'm the joking. in his twilight years, that was probably what brought him comfort. Is Corey and Eck liked <laughs> one one of my three <laughs> comic <of> lines. <laughs> Anyways, uh, how are you feeling about Bad Batch? Are you you excited for the finale? You ready for it to be over? What's your where's your head at? Uh no, I've really been enjoying this season. I thought it's been great. Um so I guess two episodes ago that was or not 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 this most recent episode the one before that. I don't know the name of it. Pabu? Um Pabu, yeah. I really liked that one. I had a, saw some people complain. That was actually one of my favorite um of the season. I think that Lucasfilm animation heard like Charlie talking shit about the bad batch being a not a good looking show and just dropped like one of the best looking Star Wars shows ever. It did at least um, make him clarify what he actually meant by that. So, yeah. But yeah, I yeah. I feel like you can't 
the the problem is I've seen a lot of people say like, oh, Lucasfilm needs to learn how to be consistent with these shows. But I I think a lot of it is just like there's a a lot of fans who will say that anything that's not the galactic importance plot is filler. Mm-hmm. And you can't have those choices matter because fundamentally these shows are about the characters and you can decide you don't like the characters. That's one thing. But mm-hmm. it's not the same as like those episodes being filler. Those are important for their development. Like you can't have the choice for them to go out and do something in the galaxy mean anything if they're just constantly if it's all clone conspiracy. Yeah. And I also will say my son has started watching this show. Um, I don't guide his Star Wars watching if he wants to. Like, I, he has his kids Disney Plus profile, so uh, actually, I think we just give him an adult one. He like he has got the movies he watches. Uh, episode nine is his favorite. Episode nine, episode three are his favorites, which is I don't know, strange, but um, is it? But he, yeah, I think it is because they're the scariest ones. Okay, you're going from a from a scary perspective there. Palpatine's yeah. face melting twice is pretty scary stuff. Yeah, and he doesn't like watching the scene anymore where where his new thing is he doesn't like watching the scene where Anakin chokes Padme. He asked me to turn good. it off. So that's yeah. Like that's good. Um but uh <laughs> someone should have ran that by George Lucas a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, it's given me some so he's been watching the Bad Batch and it's kind of recontextualized the show and reminded me that yeah, it is largely for kids. Like why is Wrecker the way he is? Because August loves him and presumably other kids love him too because he's a big silly oaf with exaggerated, you know, appearance and like that's what you get in kids shows sometimes. Same reason that um Sabine had, you know, pink armor at times. Like so that's kind of recontextualized the show for me a little bit. Not that it's like a super like someone killed, committed suicide last episode, um, yeah. But but yeah, it's I don't know. I, I've really enjoyed the show, and like I like the you know the, the the idea of them fighting with taking it slow and retiring, and I don't know. I thought it was good for them to stop and really focus because it was a slow episode, but it wasn't like one of those ones where you know they're off on a fetch quest that yeah you know I think it was quite different from that. Yeah, and like it's really showing the consequences, especially this episode where we got like a bit of all three. We rarely get some an episode that shows every different group, and we had mm-hmm. like an Echo part, a uh, Bad Batch part, and a Crosshair part, mm-hmm. and it really like you get to see the consequences of all of their choices at that point. Like Crosshairs in a shitty situation because of all the choices he made. The Bad Batch is on a nice little island that looks mm-hmm. like a happier Mount Tantus. Yeah, and... I like the I like that. You point you pointed that out, I thought it was nice. Yeah, happy mountain versus sad mountain. Mm-hmm. And then you have Echo out making the difference that he wanted to see in the world that he was kind of hinting at earlier at in the season, and now he's being that guy. So mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. So do uh... you think someone's gonna die in the season finale? Well, clearly someone's going to die, but someone of the of the Bad Batch, including Crosshair. Um, I think Crosshair is going to die. I, so, yeah. I really hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't also. Um, but it's starting to feel very possible for me. Like, it's pretty clear they're going to Mount Tantus. Um, but but yeah, I I, I think. I, th- I think he's going to die. I don't see any of the other crew going out except maybe Echo, I guess. 
Um, what if Echo dies to save Crosshair and then Crosshair is back with the group? That would be kind of interesting. Uh, I don't know, because I like... Yeah, I I guess. I don't know. I, I like Echo sort of has his own purpose now, so I don't know how I feel about that. It's just, I, this is the... We've seen a lot of Echo, or rather Crosshair, getting to the point where he makes the decision to turn against the Empire. Where he's kind of forced into it. Like, it's not that he's changed his mind on anything. It's that he's been mm-hmm. tossed aside at this point, and that's the only way he's going to survive. He's kind of seen the writing on the wall for that. But yeah. it, it'd be... I'm just... Star Wars always does it, where someone gets redeemed, redeemed, whatever that ends up meaning, then they immediately die, so you never have to deal with any of the consequences of their actions. They never have to really change what mm-hmm. they think and i just i want another one to go the alphabet squadron route where even in the mandalorian we had pershing get like fried and yeah but. right so okay what's the worst thing crosshair has done i guess he's killed civilians probably he's done a lot of civilian killing he's yeah. very up for civilian killing if it's if it's requested or sometimes if it's not yeah yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I I haven't the clone uh, the clone conspiracy against the Empire we learned last episode is a lot deeper than we might have thought. Yeah, it's good yeah. to see uh, Rio Chuchi like actively involved, mm-hmm. so that we know she's not just thinking, "Oh, we're going to work within the Senate." Like she's in the surreptitious activity now. She's fully in there, which makes me yeah. even more afraid that she is just dead by the time of. Uh, Andor and all that. Yeah, I was a little surprised we didn't see Rex last episode. Also, um, he could definitely be in the finale. Like he could, yeah. he could end up coming to help the uh, the like if the the Bad Batch needs help getting off Mount Tantus. See, my thing is, okay, so they're gonna go to Mount Tantus. It's this like secret Imperial installation. Like, how is how is it going to be that they're gonna be able to leave? And the location out there, and then presumably Mount Tantus keeps operating. Like, that's kind of my question. Mm-hmm. Like, because that means that, like, somebody knew where it was, unless there's, like, you know, a convenient hyperspace computer um, frying or something. Did Tech... Was Tech able to trace where the message came from? I believe so, but I'm not positive. Yeah, because I think that's the big question there. We know that that Echo was looking for that location. So, like, that's a thing. And mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily think that Mount Tantis has to be uncompromised for that work to continue. Like, we know it can go somewhere else. That could yeah. be the big consequence for them. But it would mean that Mount Tantis is defunct pretty much right away. Yeah, I'd be surprised if they introduced something called Mount Tantus only to, you know, get rid of it pretty quickly. But that could just be another reason that it ends up abandoned for some other storyline later on. Like a, That's true. If it's not in constant activity, and that's why they end yeah, up... Yeah, that's fair, because it's not like Mount Tantus is very active in Legends either. It's more yeah. like after the fact that it's picked yeah. up on. Yeah. Hmm. Definitely possible. Um... We don't have any confirmation on a season three yet, but it seems fairly really likely hope. that it's yeah. that. Yeah, yeah uh, I, suspect, I suspect we'll get one next uh, next year. I'd expect Rex to show up in the finale this season, but I'm not expecting Cody to turn up again this season. 
I don't think. Maybe, but I, th- I think Rex is more likely than Cody. We know Cody or Rex is actively working with the uh, with Echo, and mm-hmm. I think him not being there last episode helps give it a sense of scale where you can think like, oh, Echo's off doing this one, Rex is off doing another mission. So they've got the whole uh, the sister's warehouse full of clones because they're still yeah. on vacation. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. I really liked the last episode. I thought it was that was pretty much a perfect episode. It went by very quickly. Uh it was funny because it was the exact pretty much the exact same length as yeah. the Mandalorian. Um but yeah, I, I really I really enjoyed that recent episode. Yeah. I thought it, I thought it was tight, like you know, they start they tight, nice. Uh they started it off, you know, there's a lot that's happened to Echo off screen. He's got a new ship. Uh, there's updated Kazanti model, which was really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's, it kind of just throws us in, you know, mid journey for that group. But it's never really confusing. I thought they did a good job. Yeah. Well, we'll hope that in the middle of this journey, we have a nice stable diffusion of plot lines to go forward. And mm-hmm. I guess from there, we'll jump into the Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh, again, focusing on the Foundling. But uh, if there's anything you want to say about, uh, you want to talk about with the uh, the convert. Yeah, let's Anything cover that. Um, I guess with the Persian, because we can talk about the Bo-Katan and Din stuff all together, and then if you wanted to say anything or talk about anything with the Pershing and Kane stuff first. Yeah, um, the Pershing stuff. I'm trying to think what I really have to, to say about it. I mean, I'm glad they visited Coruscant. There were parts that were a bit boring, um, but I thought it was overall pretty good. Um, there are definitely some issues which I think you'll get into about kind of Pershing's portrayal, mm-hmm. um, where he's he's being a bit sanitized. Um, you know, he was torturing babies just two seasons ago, essentially. Yeah. Um, and like they're, tr- we know what he was doing. We know he was high placed in this, in the kind of stuff that Gideon was doing. Like, mm-hmm. sure, he might have had good intentions at the start with the desire to clone organs, which, yeah, that's great. And the New Republic should be more open to that. But mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that's what his work was under the Empire, that he's not in any way responsible for what's gone yeah. on since then. And I'm perfectly fine with saying, oh, we should give him another chance. But if you're... It just it just was so weird to me to have something that seemed to be like an Operation Paperclip like with the mm-hmm. hiring of Nazi scientists in uh, the Allies after World War II, and mm-hmm. having your Nazi scientists stand in, talk about, like, literally say the words superior genetics, and then seemingly structure the episode around how they're not that bad a guy, and uh, we should sympathize with the desire to to further that research that he was already doing. And I think it is kind of weird that like a standard science station, like your grade two science kit from a star destroyer would be enough to continue his work. That seems kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's like, if they're setting a, up for a that blast and a breaker. That's it. Yeah. Like did, did the neuro public outlaw beakers as well? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like was yeah, thought- Kane just waiting to see what he would get from the star destroyer to like take that herself and take that back to Gideon or something. 
Yeah, I also thought the idea of this started... Like, I, I understand the point is, like, that the New Republic's meant to be kind of wasteful, but the idea that the Star Destroyer's just sitting there unprotected was like, there's some, you know, some bad shit in there. <laughs> like, there's guns in there. <laughs> and, well, if you pan a little bit to the right, the shots weren't wide enough, you'd see, like, just off screen, they're building Starhawks out of that. Yeah, um... How did you feel about the the new? Uh, yeah, I agree. By the way, that that those are pretty big issues, and it it's maybe softened a bit by the fact that like he is given a kind of innocent portrayal in the first two seasons, but it's still a pretty uh, major I mean, issue. They're they're making the choices as a show to make the parallels they are right. So yeah. even if they're setting it up so that Pershing should be sympathetic, I'm not mm -hmm. saying that the way he comes across isn't sympathetic. Just that. Mm -hmm. What they're trying to do with that and how it's set up, those are, I think those are weird choices for them to make. No, I agree. I agree with that. Especially uh, knowing, it, I, I think it's the thing that I've found the weirdest about some of the plots and messaging in the season as a whole is that mm -hmm. in isolation, it's kind of fine. But if you think about anything that's happened in the prior two seasons and like stuff that's been said, even in Book of Boba Fett, stuff that's either been said or done by the same characters it doesn't yeah. really match up yeah and i think we'll get to that in a second when we uh yeah. when we talk uh the cult before we move on to that though what were your thoughts on the other new republic stuff generally i i liked the the thing at this at the start where like the ted talk being attended by all the just like rich Coruscanti people where they don't, they're like, oh, Empire, New Republic, Rebels, whatever. Like, I thought that was kind of a... Pershing openly insults the Outer Rim right in front of a Mon Calamari. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I thought that was that was good. It did feel a little bit like uh, more sloppily or like kids and or, but mm -hmm. that part was fine. It was the, the New Republic stuff does feel a little bit strange. Like, we know the New mm -hmm. Republic ends up kind of falling apart. So mm -hmm. I don't think they have to be portrayed as like super competent, but like the all the people involved with the amnesty program and like the the mind flayer not realizing that what they're doing is kind of fucked up. Where like mm -hmm. there's it, it's not even just that they don't understand what they're doing is fucked up. It's that they're like cartoonishly stupid about it. Mm -hmm. Especially the Mon Calamari, who's like, oh, it's not that bad. I use this to get off every night because I don't think the Mon Calamari <laughs> was. In the, the only way I can come now. And he's saying yeah. he's been through it himself. So maybe it's like treatment for some kind of PTSD for how yeah. he was treated at the hands of the Empire and it calms him from that. Or maybe he just uses it for personal pleasure, but I don't know. I will say that fucking it's a trap moment is probably like the best like whiff <laughs> on like a like a an out of universe meme where like yeah. he goes, It's a trap, and then like, pans over to the Mont Calamari and he's like like fucking slightly offended <laughs> like I, I thought that was really funny but yeah it, it's definitely like it, it feels like i mean exactly what happened where they were trying to get a lot of new republic stuff in to establish things in in one episode um where like we've had so little the new republic during this era actually shown um mm -hmm. so yeah ho hopefully they can kind of improve on that a little bit yeah we know we've got more time on coruscant most likely so yeah like this the stuff at the start where the elite like they those felt like Mon Mothma's husband. Like yeah. they would have fit in with that a little bit snootier. 
but that's just them being from Coruscant instead of Chandrilla. But mm-hmm. the the stuff at the end with the with the other New Republic people were kind of just cartoonishly evil, mm-hmm. and they did kind of undercut the the whole uh, liking the cookies thing with their Twitter post. I don't know if you saw that they posted yeah. the the recipe. It's like these people are really reminiscing about these cookies. They there's got to be something fantastic in them. It's just the most standard cookie. So the yeah, only thing that got like... added was the fascism, which is not a great sign for the amnesty <laughs> program, to be honest. Yeah, they taste so much better when I'm murdering children. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Um, so episode, I mean, I guess we can just generally talk about the uh, the Mandalore and uh, cult because obviously Bo-Katan has joined her uh, her space husband, the Mandalorian, and is now a part of their uh, the weird little cult thing, uh, mm-hmm. seemingly against her will. But at times, it's very difficult to tell how she feels. Sometimes she seems okay with it. Um, sometimes my feeling is still that um, she sees them more as a uh, tool to, to to get power. And I think that's why it showed her witnessing them all training at the beginning of this episode. Um, but it's very interesting and I, I sort of agree that if the the theme ends up being the cult's not bad, actually, then that's kind of a betrayal of yeah. everything that we've gotten so far. Where it's like he's he's you know violated the most sacred law of the cult, and like he would do it ten times out of ten, and he's not wrong to do it. So yeah, like yeah. with it, it's so hard to tell which direction the show wants to go with it. Like it, if it goes the direction of like showing the uh the children of the watch that someone can still be a mandalorian without always wearing their helmet or Mm -hmm. that there's some value to what other people are doing then great but like they had plenty of opportunities to go that direction already and the fact that they haven't yet like i don't see what opportunity they'd have that they didn't already execute on to do that like it i i think bokatan is legitimately glad to be welcomed by them and i think it's great that she is welcomed by them but Mm -hmm. The idea that they are, uh, that this means that they are so welcoming in general doesn't really fit because they're welcoming to her now that she's adhering and Din, now that they are adhering to everything that the cult or that the children of the watch already wanted. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not that they're grateful that Din and Bo-Katan came in and saved the kids or saved Ragnar in this case. Because yeah. we literally opened the season with another situation where the same kid was being attacked by what is apparently a much bigger, eviler monster, <laughs> and he saved them and was basically told to immediately fuck off again. So when yeah. the, when they're saying like, oh, the important thing is like, oh, you're protecting the foundlings, that's that is the, the paramount part of our of the creed. It's like, okay, well, Din was able to do that before. Why didn't that mean anything then? And they had the opportunity to say, like, oh, Din proved himself still worthy in some way by doing that. Or Din and Bo-Katan saw the Mythosaur. Like, Bo-Katan wasn't going there to redeem herself. She was going there to help Din. And that itself is worthwhile. She doesn't believe in the same things Din was. Din's allowed to believe what he wants. He takes it seriously. That's great for him. And it's great for for the children of the Watch if they want to keep their helmets on all the time. But the fact that all of the rest of this means nothing if they don't have their helmets on. Like, 
it, I, yeah. I've, I've made a few videos about this or posts about this and people are like, oh, how is it so evil to have to keep your helmet on? But that's not the point. The point is yeah. if they don't keep their helmet on, they're entirely cast out from society. Like despite what Din and Bogatan did in prior episodes, before the last minute of episode two, the rest of the children of the watch would not even acknowledge that they are Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. But the message, like the way the show seems to be portraying it in the direction they seem to be going is that uh, the good part is that Bo-Katan is reconnecting with those roots. I don't think it'll stay like that, but I've seen a lot of people talking as if uh, regardless of what direction the show is going, people talking as if that would be a good direction for it to go. And I strongly disagree with that. Yeah, I, I, I'm th- I kind of wonder whether there's going to be a moment where something breaks for her, like where she comes into contact with some other really strange kind of aspect of the cult and she's snapped back to reality maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, I, I agree. Like the message should be that, you know, cult like behavior, you know, especially where, you know, he's been indoctrinated since youth and it's mm-hmm. clearly affected his ability to connect with people. It's, it's not a, it's not a great thing. Uh, like we saw that in um, in the what was it the the third or fourth episode the widow um, and and yeah I, I don't know I just hope uh, I just hope it doesn't go that way but I mean we're only four episodes in so I'm not going to take what we've seen with Bo-Katan as on its face yet um, mm-hmm. or certainly not as a, even if she does feel that way I'm not going to take it as saying that she should feel that way. Um, or that, you know, it's not going to end up biting her in the ass. Um, although not literally, because I, I doubt the Mandos can take their helmets off when they make love, right? Uh, I don't know if they've covered that, but... Like, like I, so... You know, was Ragnar... Okay, is Ragnar his biological son, or is it like a... Is it like a Mando-Grogu type of thing? I, I, I think it has to be the latter, because, like... They might just be ignoring this now, but like Paz was so upset with Din in Book of Boba Fett because they were down to three members. Like he's literally says the number. There's only three people left. And I think that's actually including Din at that point. So well, that weird. room on Glavis is the that's the clan. <laughs> but now they've got all these people. Successful so recruiting it's session. Yeah. yeah. Like, they, so I think we're both on the same page here that that world is in the Mandalorian sector, at least. Right. It's got to be. Yeah, because those are Mandalorian monsters, yeah. Yeah. Also, Charlie thought I was saying treecock. (laughs) Did he, like, did he record a video with that? I went and watched the video, so excited. Thankfully, I I recorded it, thankfully, for him. Was he, like, Um, trying to search treecock to get... Well, no, because we... I ended up... I had a weird night that night where, like, I fell asleep really early, so I woke up and I, like, watched the episode, and I talked to him about it afterwards... And I was like, those are shriekocks. And then when he said it back, I, I thought he said shriekock, but I was like, I was like, what the fuck is this guy saying? Um, but yeah, it's also just funny because he was like, I was like telling him things like, oh, that's Ahmed Best. He's like, oh, awesome. Oh, like a, he's like, so yeah, Ahmed Best was the name of the Jedi character. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wish we should probably take a minute to talk about that as well, because uh, Ahmed Best... Mm. Living his Ahmed best life, uh, coming back as Keller and Beck mm-hmm. from Jedi Temple Challenge, and this is what we what I was talking about before, where uh, these characters can come from different places now. Something that would yeah. never happen in Legends. 
Yeah, the uh, it's kind of funny because I was reading about um, Keller and Beck, or one of Ahmed Best's other characters, Ahmed Beck, I think is what they yeah. called him. His cousin. Right, and there's a story in Legends where he steals a Naboo shuttle, so I thought that was kind of funny. Um, I don't know where that was from, but that's what the Wikipedia said anyway. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought that was a really one of the better ways that uh, they could have handled that. I was like, thank God it wasn't Mace Windu. <laughs> yeah, I think, like I, I think in Jedi Temple Challenge, he does have a purple lightsaber, though. Yeah, he does. And they definitely changed that to eliminate confusion. After the, yeah. the fucking, there was the the Jedi in Kenobi when they saw everyone along the wall and there was Tira Sinub there, but mm-hmm. there was the one other Jedi. And I was like, is that Mace Windu? Like, this is, yeah. this is why we can't have nice things. Yeah. Like if my dad saw a black Jedi, he'd think it was Mace Windu. Yeah. It's, for sure. It's and true. the purple lightsaber would send it over the edge for him. Like, oh, I see they couldn't get uh, old Sam Jackson. That's exactly what he'd say. I'd be like, yeah. it's not the same. It's, it's a different black guy. There's more than one black guy in Star Wars. It's like, yeah, there's Lando. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully uh, it doesn't take 20 years and massive amounts of depression for some of the sequel trilogy actors to get over fan response. Fan I hate. I don't feel like any of them have gotten anything close to what Jar Jar got though. No, it's like gone I, down since then, which is nice, but it's also more accessible. Like I think I think part of it, like with Jar Jar, is like I remember people like my friends making fun of Jar Jar, and like average people made fun of Jar Jar. Yeah, like I don't think average people make fun of Ray and the rest of the crew. I mean, maybe like sometimes, but it's like there is the more access to Instagram DMs telling them to go kill themselves though. That is true, yeah. That is true. But I think the characters are are qu- quite well liked. Um, maybe I'm wrong though. Maybe not Rose. I guess Rose. Yeah. But I don't think she w- she didn't have the same. For one, she wasn't as bad as Jar Jar, um, and she wasn't as prominent either. So, but I feel like social media is just a huge, huge problem for any yeah. fandom. Yeah, definitely. Just leave everyone alone. <laughs> yeah, just, just just don't. Just don't. Uh, I don't know. Is there anything else we want to talk about with the with the Grogu plotline there? Like we're uh, getting. I like. I like flying through Coruscant. Um, yeah. Only issue I had there was one part where they're flying in the tunnels, and the lats were shooting at them, yeah. and. It, there wasn't like just the bolts disappeared, and I thought it looked really cheap. I didn't like yeah. that. Um, that a pretty small complaint, um, but yeah, I thought it was weird that like they'd continue that chase through the city like that. It feels like weird. it would have been a thing where like they prioritize keeping the situation under wraps over necessarily immediately killing all the Jedi. It's like they they got to know people are coming and getting away. That's why they have the Inquisitors. Sort of. I'll say though, like they got pretty feisty with that one kid Jedi and uh, like murdering that kid Jedi in front of Baylor Gone in episode yeah. three. Yeah, but that's not destroying an apartment building. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah, that was. I we kind of got ripped off though because the credits showed originally they were going to fly past a Venator, which would have been sick. Mm. That no would have been left for that. Yeah. Because I don't think we've had... Have we had a live-action vendor since 
Return of the Jedi? I don't think so. Or Revenge of the Sith, I mean, I don't think so. Haven't we? No, because there's nothing n- that's none in Andor. Yeah. None in Andor, yeah, none true. in uh none in um Kenobi. Any of the sequel trilogies or Kenobi or there's, there's, Rogue One. There's gotta be one in the background of like the Rise of Skywalker fleet, no? I don't think so, no. Maybe they just don't have a modern 3D model for that. That might be it. Just, it's kind of crazy to think about, but like, if it's mm-hmm. been that long since they've had that kind of asset, we know they have the ISD for Rogue One and everything. I bet you they use the same one um, for the Bad Batch that they originally used back in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, like the the animation models are really not that different from the live action models. No, like the the ghost. Well, that's why they upgraded kind of... the. That's why they upgraded the um, the Gazanti. Yeah, I'm I'm guessing because the Gazanti got a major upgrade uh, at the beginning of this recent Bad Batch episode, and I'm I'm guessing mm-hmm. it's probably because they had that really really nice Gazanti from uh, the Eris. Yeah, like the. The newer animated shows, I feel like they're not doing as much for stylistic differences in the ship types. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. if we got an ISD nowadays, it probably wouldn't be the Rebel style, like long neck situation. Mm-hmm. I feel like they are trying to standardize those assets a lot more. So it's yeah. like the character style environments may look a bit different, but the like there's not different proportions on the ship. So it's just how the shaders are and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm wondering if uh, I'm wondering if the, the that ship in the Bad Batch appeared somewhere in Andor now. I bet you it did if we if you look closely. I bet you it might, it might be one of the ones that was in the that shipyard there or the scrapyard. Yeah. I wouldn't doubt something it. Something to look for. Something to look for. Uh, but much like the show, we get back to the to the Din and Bo-Katan plots. Do they just not have any other ships for the for those Mandalorians? Like, did they take public transit here, get dropped off, and then like? That was just it. And that's why they could never chase down the, the monster again. I think everyone else is just stupid. <laughs> yeah, like, they their whole thing was like, oh, we can't attack because that's when it eats the kid. Like, okay, well, it's going to eat the... He's already down the throat. This is... He can't... Yeah, that, he can that barely part was get really, more eaten. That part was... The episode had a lot of kind of dumb moments like that. Like, really? You're going to fucking camp out? The thing is literally in its fucking gullet. Like, you better hope those yeah. chicks don't get I'm hungry. Do they not like? And there's not always a kid that's in its mouth, like. Although frequently, <laughs> yeah, frequently we know <laughs> we know this has happened at least a few times. Mm-hmm. And like, can can they not go out and maybe between children being eaten have a Mandalorian hunting party to? Well, so there's something really interesting I noticed when I watched it the second time. Um, the armorer says, "Take the Shriekhawk training regiment with you." Or she's like, can join the Shriekhawk training squad with you. So, presumably, like, they've been trying. Um, yeah. Or, like, maybe they even have other Shriekhawks. Um, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Because um, that's, I guess, what all those extra dudes are. Yeah. And why they had all the, the proper equipment. I did, I will say, the episode had a lot of dumb moments. It might Probably my least favorite one of the season. Um, but I did really like the chase at the end. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, and I like the monster too. I I just don't like the monster, the fact that we have or like another monster when like we've already had one right at the beginning. We have this one. We had the the Zillow Beast. It's like okay, just fucking chill for a moment. 
At least it's not wolves yet. Ahsoka is going to have so many fucking wolves in it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I I finished my Rebels rewatch a few weeks ago, and, like, holy shit, the last few episodes are just wolf central. I actually did. I, I didn't mind that because I rewatched it recently. I didn't mind the wolves, I'll say. They're just so they're so present. I feel like you've watched it closer together, so it wasn't as surprising for you. Whereas mm-hmm. it had been a while since I'd watched the last few episodes and just wolves everywhere. Yeah, but they're like force wolves. That's kind of true. But, but yeah, there is a lot of them and they literally like turn the tide of battle in that last yeah. little scrum they have where they come out of like the fucking shadows. Um, but I do like the 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 doom. He's like, doom. And Ezra's like, what the fuck is going on? Feels a bit weird that Din didn't tell Bo-Katan that she could stay by the fire as the hunting party leader. I feel when he like was explaining Din may not to... have even known. It's like, oh, nobody filled me in on that. <laughs> what if like the armor and Pazard is making shit up and saying this is the way after it? And it's like, yeah, yeah this is the way. This is the way. It's like they're, shift, they're like shifty-eyed, but no one can tell. So is yeah. the it's like, is the thing? Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, Din had just been shoving, like, he'd just been pulling open, like, the fucking vacuum seal on his suit and just, like, <laughs> shoving food in there. Like, grazing on it. He just goes with his straw in a blender everywhere. He's like, what? We can do what? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, got half a, he's got, like, a, a chicken bone sticking at the bottom of his mask. So, because that's it, what he does, because that's what he does on Mandalore, sorry. Yeah. He has soup and he kind of just, yeah. Hey, just sticks it up under. But is the problem that they can't remove their helmet or no one can see their face? Because those are two different things. Well, okay. If I remember correctly, in season one, he's allowed to remove his helmet for the robot. Yes. They rules lawyer their way into that one a little bit. But he also he also takes his helmet off in the uh, when he's in the village. If I remember correctly, when he's in the hut, he takes his helmet off. I'm pretty sure. So he's allowed to take it off, just not in front of every anyone. Yeah. So um, how do do the children of the watch respect Tar Vizsla or not? Oh, because he had like the he had an open face helmet. Yeah, man could eat freely all day, every day. I'm guessing the helmet has more to do with. I don't think it's the not showing your face on a philosophical level that's important. I think it's more about being a warrior always in front of other people. Hmm. So like, so I open think, face helmets are legal. I think theory, like, I think that's probably the Genesis of the rule. Um, it may have gotten twisted through like, you know, doctrine and whatnot, but I think that was kind of the, the general, the, the initial idea was, you know, present the warrior always. Yeah. So does that also mean if, if um, Paz is having intercourse with somebody and they're looking away from him that he could take his helmet off, but she can't. Well, then it's the back of the head. Yeah, but if he's if if, if he's making Ragnar <laughs> doggy style and he's Excuse in the back, me? can he take his no making making making, okay. making okay. yes <laughs> not making love if he's if, <laughs> if he's providing the seed for Ragnar. I'm I'm sorry to be explicit, but you know it's doggy style. So you know he's he's this hand. Could he take his helmet off then? I feel like you just, I think you just nailed why this hypothetical doesn't work because with Paz it's always this hand. <laughs> yeah, well, 
Like theoretically, I think I think uh, they. I just think it's worth talking about. No, I, I think you're right. Like I think as no one's looking at him, he's fine. Helmet can come off. Yeah. For Ragnar's mom, she's facing away. Right. Is that okay? So is that the armorer's hair coming out under her helmet? Or is that just more of the like the cloak decoration? I think it's just I think it's just the cloak. Okay. Because there's different strands there that look like it could be her hair. And if it's yeah, legal no, to see her hair, then what's the problem with facing the other direction? I think it's just her cloak. Um Well, I'm glad we figured this out. I think there's a chance I think there's a chance that she's not a human. Because you don't have to be, right? You don't have to be. It would explain why she has little points in her helmet without having to be a mall DeLorean. Yeah, because I, w- I was also wondering that. Because re- I, I completely forgot they did that goofy... I, I was rewatching Clone Wars Season 7, and I was like, fuck, that's so goofy that they put the mall horns on. Um, but I mean, that was mostly Death Watch, right? And yeah. Every and- Mandalorian seems to be Death Watch at this point. Everyone who wasn't in Death Watch or Children of the Watch, which seems to be a shoot-off of Death Watch, is gone. Other than yeah. maybe the protectors and friend room. Which kind of makes sense because Death Watch would have been off Mandalore when they when the bombing started. Yeah. Um yeah, like Sabine kind of is Clan Vizla. Sabine, like they were all Death Watch. Mm. All of the all of I, the or House Vizla. There's a distinction there that matters, but either way, every Mando we see in Rebels was was a house that was part of Death Watch. Well, I mean, it's also like when it comes to Bo-Katan, she she separated from Death Watch, yeah. like at one point. Um, like they're, so I'm not saying they're members of Death Watch yeah, currently, no, 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 but they're no, all former Death Watch at least. There's no one else left. Huh? I didn't know that Sabine was. Uh, yeah, you're right. Her mother Ursa was a member of Death Watch. Interesting. I didn't remember that, but yeah, you're right. That's interesting. Because, yeah, because in the, like, if you watch Clone Wars, Death Watch is like a small terrorist group where, like, the vast yeah. majority of the Mandalorians are just regular people. Like, yeah, but I'm guessing most of them just got genocided. Yeah, most of them are dead. So it's the people yeah. who are on Concordia or Offworld, who are, like, Mandalorian mercenaries in other places, the Mandalorian protectors under Fen Rao yeah. now. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's mostly just those people. Which is part of why I'd like to see Fen Rao in the show. Sorry, I'd like to see Fen Rao in the I show. I think like I think there's a good chance of that. Like there's yeah. only two other Mandalorians that we know of, and it's Fen Rao and Sabine. And I think the only way that you can really address what seems to be the big issue of like how can Mandalorians accept each other is if someone comes in from the outside now. But that's where I also don't get like if if they weren't willing to accept Dinner Bo Katan, who had done things for them already and mm-hmm. had like saved foundlings then if it's not Dinner Bo-Katan removing their helmets from the inside, how are they going to accept Fen Rao or Sabine? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, we know that... Um, we know that Bo-Katan did have that group of other Mandalorians, which it probably pretty not, like numerous, because she had a whole... F- like, yeah. He describes it as having a fleet, so I guess... They had Gideon's cruiser. Like, yeah, Bo-Katan's... And- Price for helping them is taking the architect or the five five four. Yeah, so presumably there could be you know hundreds, thousands of Mandalorians in that yeah. group who kind of just are kind of because I, I imagine like 
the ones in that uh, that uh, cruiser are just kind of you know working for the highest bidder right now, like she says. Uh, they're probably all working together, but I could see Fenrail being one of those people because he's like he has in Rebels. He's got an interesting. For those who haven't seen Rebels, he initially is like one. Is it is he an Imperial Commando or a no, Super Commando? He's he's a one of the Mandalorian protectors, and he's like right. in charge of Concord Dawn, and they're kind right. of working with the Imperials ish, but it's not Gar Saxon levels. Right, 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 and then. He's kidnapped, right, to yeah. secure like the passage, and then yeah. he slowly kind of becomes more of an actual ally. Uh, but at the end of Rebels, he kind of just the last thing we see him is like swearing himself to Bo-Katan, if I remember yeah. correctly. Because they have that yeah. scene where like Bo-Katan's lifting the dark saber and everyone's swearing allegiance to her, and then cut to Bo-Katan looked really later. bad in Rebels. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah, she's one of the ones that didn't translate well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, same, with, else? same with uh, same with um, Anakin. That one scene where where remember when um, Ezra's watching Anakin's old training videos? Yeah, I thought Anakin looked really weird. Kenobi looked good though. Uh, anything else you want to say about the Mandalorian for this week? Uh, what are your thoughts? Where do you think next episode's going? I kind of I, like, I hope I feel it's like know the name of it. Yeah, so you back to fighting. Um, Pirate gangs off Navarro? I hope so, because like there's four episodes left. And I feel like no. if that's not what happens next episode, then it's probably the finale, which I'd be a little bit disappointed by because mm. we already know what it is. Not that I think it's like a disappointing sequence in and of itself. I just I like getting the trailer stuff out of the way as fast as possible, just as a general rule. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so what's gonna be the maybe they finally maybe they'll finally realize they'll be like, hey. Like, this planet fucking sucks. Like, I get it's in the Mandalorian system, presumably, but, like, my kid almost got eaten by an alligator and a fucking, like, level 95 Aerodactyl. <laughs> We've been fighting plant people all day, and there's still been a lower <laughs> mortality rate for our kids. Yeah, like, maybe that it's was, time to go. I did, a, I did a short about, like, how irresponsible they are being there. And, like, so many of the comments I got were like, you have to think that... Here, they're at least safe from the other people out there that might be trying to look for them. Like, who the fuck is trying to look for them right now? No, okay. the Empire's gone. The New Republic doesn't give a shit about the Mandalorians. And if you you don't have a big enough group for this high of a child mortality rate, mm -hmm. it doesn't... It's not good. Yeah. Um... Yeah, there's like 10 of you left. Like, let's go somewhere else. Um, like, n also, no wonder the fucking wildlife's so angry. With the start of episode four, all they're doing is fucking firing their guns off into the water. <laughs> like, the, like a trailer park boy's wedding. <laughs> so like shooting their gats out. Like, yeah, if I were if I were native wildlife, I probably wouldn't be a big fan of those guys either. Plus, they're living yeah. in a giant cave. They have no concept of keeping watch either. Like, that's why they're the children of the watch, I guess. They're not the watch themselves. Yeah. Yeah, the watch is the watch is gone. Yeah. But anyway, uh, any other big theories for you heading into next week's episode? I've got zero idea where I, th I think we may have found out the ch the name of it. Uh, season three. Are you I sure you're like not just thinking of me saying Grogu cuts off the armorer's head? That was a joke. No, no, no. I feel like it may have been a leak, though, so I won't say it. Okay. Yeah. 
Well, uh, I'll see if we have any questions about this week's Mandalorian specifically. Uh, yeah, there's... There's one that's sort of related to it. We do need to get to Fortnite, so I think we will have to take care of that one next time as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but we did get a few comments, emails, and all that about uh, sound issues with our last Mandalorian episode. Oh, really? Uh, and I think Elkin even said it to us as well. But I went back and I tried listening on Spotify because that's where oh, most people yeah. were saying the issues were. It played okay for me. It, it's probably like a server-side issue on Spotify that we can't really do anything about. So yeah. if you missed that episode, uh, you can watch either watch on YouTube. the YouTube version or check out a different platform because it, it's not the file that's messed up. Because I, I was mm -hmm. able to listen to it on Spotify. I feel like it's just their distribution network that had an issue. So it should be available somewhere else. Unfortunately, there's nothing else we can really do once it's on those platforms. Yeah, but, yeah. I, I upload it once and then it auto links to those other platforms. Yeah. So, Oh, we didn't talk about the Jedi Survivor trailer. That's true. Do you have any brief? I, I thought that was a, this most recent trailer has got to be my favorite one so far. I think. Um, yeah, that that was a really good trailer for it was the Star one, Wars. Yeah, it was the trailer that like most made me feel like okay, this is not going to be like Fallen Order one point five. This is going to be right. a proper sequel. Um, yeah, so we saw the and someone pointed out the ninth. Is it the ninth sister? Right, that's the the one the, you fight on Kashyyyk. Yeah, the large and in charge yeah, one. She she's spotted in it. Uh, I noticed Grease looks like he's a, he started his own bar, which is yeah. kind of funny. Very with the uh, pilot's chair as a new like, yeah. massage chair. You just put a coin in. Yeah, I initially thought it was. I saw Z ninety five. Now I'm not sure. I think it might just be X wings. I think um, it's a Z ninety five. I didn't. Okay. It didn't look like it had the extra wings even folded. I don't like. I, I think it's a Z ninety five. And uh, we see. Um, droid starfighters as well so that's very interesting and confirmation the other big thing was confirmation that the uh the frozen or back to tank jedi is of the high republic yeah. um variety yeah so, so that's your theory cool. is that's looking first... pretty good with that yeah yeah i think so i'm, I'm still not sure if he was imp injured and being healed and they forgot about him or if they imprisoned him i i, I think the second one um it's it's weird to me just how fucking good looking that guy is too. Which one? The High Republic Cal? Jedi. Oh, I didn't notice to be honest. I think meant Cal. <laughs> so yeah, he's pretty hot. He's pretty hot. Looks <laughs> uh, but... good with the beard. <laughs> yeah, I, I do like that they gave the characters more of a makeover than just like hey, it's a, it's the same person from the last game because that that would be standard video game to do, and they look they all look like they've kind of been through it. Yeah, and that was my one of my issues with the book. Like, we don't really... The book doesn't feel like a halfway point between where they are in this and yeah. where they are necessarily in uh, game one, in my opinion. Um, yeah. So. Right. Well... I'm interested... In, oh, one, one thing. One thing. That that Jen Dai, uh, do you think he's going to be like... Um, what's his name? In uh, Clone Wars, where Dirge. they cut him up and he's like... Yeah, Dirge, and he's like all worms and stuff. I hope so. Like, I, I, why would you pick a Jedi for that? Yeah. If you're not going to do that. Like, I feel like that has to apply a bit. Yeah. Because otherwise no, you just pick like a Dewootin or something. Because Stoutons are showing up everywhere now. You want just a big burly guy. 
Is it Dewootin? Is that what the ninth sister is? No, that's. Uh, I'm not sure if she's a Dewootin, but it is, is that's like the guy in the episode seven Cantina, right? Mm, the the gangster is that a Dewootin? He's what uh, Malegi is in Bad Batch. How do you spell Dewootin? D o w u t i n. Oh yeah, that oh, yeah. is. Oh yeah, buddy. <laughs> Fuck yeah, that's the guy I was thinking about in Mazes. Pretty sure that is the ninth sister. I think she's a Dewootin. But uh, I think that is going to do it for this week's episode. Next week, we unfortunately will not be able to do an episode that we know of. Um, Sorry, kids. But week after, we are going we'll to be, be bad batch doing... finale. Well, we'd be a week late for the bad batch finale, but we'll probably talk about that in the Mandalorian at the same time. Yeah, uh, and the week after that. I think we said New Jedi Order. That maybe? should be the New Jedi Order, but I, I feel like we actually said the week we come back for it, or no? Yeah, um, I think we did, but we need to do Bad Batch. Yeah, we got to do Bad Batch in The Mandalorian on the 6th, Then it'll be the 13th is... Uh, I'm going to say we should maybe try to do... Uh, whenever we're free, we should maybe try to do Bad Batch a bit early. Maybe not on a Thursday. Yeah. If we have like a random night. I don't know what our schedule looks like, though. But. Yeah, we'll see how we're doing once we... Are available. Uh, keep an eye on Twitter. Out. Either who, we're gonna go Either and who. play some some Fortnite for those of you who are listening to the live version of this. That'll be on YouTube.com/slash Corey Loses or YouTube.com/slash ECKSTOO. Uh, so hope to see some of you there. Other than that, see you in two weeks.